Welcome back to another episode of Science Milk Sessions. I am sorry for the hiatus, but as you can see, things are pretty different right now. We're more visual, more, very better quality. But uh, yeah, before me rambling on about that, we have a very special guest. Uh, someone who I've been known about for over a year now, maybe. I remember one of the first people I wanted to interview, but again, I was stuck in England. But uh, yeah, we have Eli, the MMA guy from Phuket, who is a professional MMA fighter, as well as the owner of a really, really beautiful and cool Tanner's Cafe down south and ending the supply shop. But yeah, that's how I first heard about you, is the MMA supply shop, one of the siding where I've been in little was about MMA so good down south. Sadly, they moved down there, but you made it up here to uh, have this interview. So yeah, Eli, tell us a little about yourself, man. Yeah, um, as you told already, I'm an MMA fighter. Um, I'm from Germany, Berlin and lived in Thailand since four years already. Wow. Um, yeah, I came here just to train Muay Thai actually, to work on my elbow strikes. Nice. And then the lockdowns happened and I just used the situation. And oh, yeah, that. <laughs> and the first time in Thailand. <laughs> first time and you got stuck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, weirdly enough, I've heard that about a few people. I think COVID was like the exclusive of final stay. <laughs> yeah, man, it's cool um, when at least some people can profit from all of the dinner and yeah, yeah, some small people <laughs> not just become. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't terrible for everyone, thankfully. Yeah. No. But yeah, you've been uh, doing a lot down south, man. Like I was uh, showing some of the guys here today, some of your fights on YouTube, and then you have the what would, what would I call it, a dispensary or a cafe? What how, what would, how would you describe? Yeah, I would say it's really like uh, a unique place where you can meet people you would otherwise not meet. So, because like a fighter usually doesn't spend time in a coffee shop too much, uh, uh, like it's it's very rare that you sit like next to a fighter as like a businessman or something. Yeah, it's it's just um, um, a unique thing, and it just grow, um, grow like organically. You know, like in the beginning we just had coffee and boxing equipment, and then the ganja was legalized so yeah. i was thinking man i say weed my all my life <laughs> so <laughs> i should i should put it in the shop too <laughs> yeah and buy it why not and yeah and now it's just like a place where you can come and if you respect everybody there you can do whatever you want you can chill there you don't need to buy anything you can just take an ice bath you can smoke your weed you can buy boxing equipment or watch fights live yeah. you know we do the live streams yeah uh, i think it's just a nice place for people to also connect to thailand because it's um sometimes in, in when you come here and you have no thai at all no language skills at all it's a little bit hard to find like good spots yeah. um, or the best gyms and therefore, it's just a place to start your journey, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I think, I if I could recognize your place to a few of my friends who are bikers down at a host day did go, because, I mean, like, when I first was doing the podcast and stuff, I was like, I need interesting guests. And I was like, wait a minute, I've been following this bike for a while. And then sort of, you started doing the whole weed in street bang as well. I was like, well, shit. <laughs> 
And now, yeah, it's done really well. And like, I guess one of the questions I wanted to ask you about was like, how do you correlate um, martial arts and cannabis? Do you, are you one of those that use it as kind of something that helps with martial arts? Um, yeah, it helps in many different ways. So uh, the, the most common way I would say is for recovery. So if you're just training and your body always moves and you, you don't really rest, you know, not your body, not your mind, you're always active. And um, yeah, then it's just like on the weekend, it helps you to shut down and relax. But there's also, of course, the side, especially in grappling arts, where you have a better feeling, you feel your body differently. And it's, it's almost like cheating, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> If you smoke a good sativa before a roll, you, you're just better, you know? Yeah. Especially if you have your basics done already. Mm -hmm. I mean, to learning the basics, maybe it's better to don't smoke before training. But if you have your basics in, if you just go for a roll, maybe an open mat somewhere, you, you just get in the flow state, you know, with a good sativa. Yeah. And um, another way, what I found out is, if you do striking, uh, so boxing, Muay Thai or stuff, you you are different when you smoke, right? And it's you are a little bit slower, but your time gets better. Okay. And if you do that, let's say in your regular training, two times a week you smoke before training, then you have just a different feeling and your timing improves, but your reaction time does not improve. Okay. It goes down a little bit. So you train yourself to use your timing and not your speed, not your reaction time. And when you then cut the weed out before your fight for a few weeks, your speed comes back, but your timing is still there. Okay. So that's a way how you can really improve your striking skills too, not only the grappling. That's interesting. Kind of like, um, many think of like people who train, there's like when they were the weights on their wrists and ankles, they're building up that Obviously, they're not going to fight with those on, but their body is getting used to that kind of a pushback. So I guess it's same exactly a stone. You've got the timing pushback, but you've got used to doing it stone. So when you're doing it sober, no, no, not the. I'm sorry, but it's not the um, timing, but the speed, the reaction time. Reaction the time. the timing is you. You learn that you learn to use your timing more. That you need to use your timing more because your reaction time goes a little bit down, like oh, the weights. Okay. The weights yeah. is a good picture for it, because it is really true that you are a little bit slower and you need to, your timing need to be on point. And yeah, then as you say, when you put the weights up, you just yeah. doesn't. Completely different, yeah. yeah. That's awesome though. Um, so as well, like, how did you get started with Canada's visit back in Germany? Um, yeah, uh, I went like, I think with, 13 or 12 like to a bordering school i think that's the correct name in english sorry my english is not perfect but where you go to school and you sleep there too right yes. because i was kind of a problem child so the youth care took me out of my family and yeah i had my new family there you know what i mean yeah so and um of course this is always like a little bit painful when you away from your family and um, you the only with young kids there and of course, I was like curious, you know, what, what, what is the, what is this? I, I want to try, you know. Yeah. So I tried to smoke, and I think to, during hard times, 
it just helps you, you know, to, to like get, be happy even if you're not really happy. That can be a downside too. Mm -hmm. if, yeah. you, if you use it too much and you don't face your problems, yeah, maybe that can be a problem, but it's not actually the weed. <laughs> it can be everything, you know. If you distract yourself from your problems with something, it, it can be a downside, but it also can help you to just get a little bit distance from your problem for a while and then going back to it um, with a different view. And I think that's what I did when I was younger. So I just used it to keep my pain a little bit down. But so I, I mean like my psychology, this art uh, mental health, mental health. Yeah, just to, to keep that in check or, or, or just um, get some space from the mind um, when it's in his usual place um, and have another viewpoint, you know, another angle on my problems. And um, yeah, so I get started with it. At that time, I didn't saw it like that, you know, I just had fun. Yeah. But now when I look back at it, I think it was really like some kind of medication um, what helped me to get through the painful experience that I was away from my family. Yeah. No, that's, I, I agree a lot. I think like a lot of kids, they do, they smoke weed young, they think like they do it as a party thing. But then there is that look back as like, oh no, that's they've really helped me through a tough time. Or I didn't realize the fact then that it was kind of a cushion a bit on life. And yeah, like it helps you deal with hard times. But I always tell people like cannabis is a very meditative drug. It's kind of, it's not like you're doing this hard drug where you pass out and just forget about what was it. Tomorrow's that sat, relaxed, thinking. Does that make sense? For me, it's really all the process. And I'm, I'm, you may disagree with me, but for me, it's important to take breaks too. Because the experience of changing your perception that's for me what really makes it like valuable, you know. If, if you always have the same mindset, you don't see things. You, you, you just have like your, your way of thinking. And if you smoke, you have another way of thinking. Yeah. And to have these different angles on problems really helps. Yeah, it gives you options, I guess. You know, you have the sober state, then you have the stone state. But I agree, I just don't disagree. I think uh, taking tea breaks and stuff is very important. Um, my friend Travis, like he's been on a health kick at the moment. We've been like three months and that smoking. And they've noticed benefits. I think like, yeah, you got to have to meet the person. It's like, I well, smoke all the time, every day. Because then they kind of do, if you are doing it medicinally, doing that, we can kind of slip into relying on it too much. Whereas I see it more as a tool for life. It's not a state of life. Yes. You know, and there's, there's the same with anything. Like I can pick up a hammer, I can use it to build something, or I can use it to hit myself in the head. You know, and the need is the same. I mean, I know people disagree with me about it, but there are people out there who just like slip into the, I'm gonna snuff all day, forget about my problems, but they don't change. And I, I won't trust them because maybe they are, their problems are so big that it's just the best way to go, you know? Yeah. It can be, I, I, I cannot see in this person, I cannot live their life. Yeah. But for me personally, it really helps to have like both. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think it's, it's good that there are people that have that mindset instead of just the one here. Uh, so another thing is like, so 
I don't know much about like the South regarding the whole weed humanitarian so how 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 things been going to you down there? Yeah, um like when I came or when it was legalized, let's say when it was legalized I was thinking, okay, let's grow outside and uh, like because before I crowed already outside in Spain it was relatively easy, you know. Yeah. So you just have a good soil and then it's grow by itself. But because of the time when the sun is up and sun is down, you have to adjust in Phuket, right? Yes. And um, that was first a little bit of shock for me that you can only grow good quality inside. Yeah. yeah. And that I learned from a friend there. Um, uh, shout out to Eric. Um, you have to grow inside, and yeah, that's just the way to go in the south, right? Yeah. You, you have you have to put your aircon in and your lights and then you you can grow very good weed <laughs> but um the best way also is to go like when you harvest it when the raining season is done right when, because if you harvest it in the raining season uh you have many problems with the uh how to say when the butt is like black inside oh but rot yeah but rot moisture moisture exactly so I just enjoyed it like to learn about inside growing from the community in Phuket because that I never exchanged. We we always grew outside when we were younger and you know. And yeah. The community, what can I say? I I don't connect to too much people in the business because I'm pretty busy, you know? Yeah. But like my my guests in my shop like they they just always like amazed because they usually come from countries where it's illegal and stuff yeah. Yeah. and they just they're so happy that they can just smoke in the garden hit the ice bomb <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that's just like a nice experience to see the people happy you know yeah and it's an interesting thing like so i hang out a bunch of different dispensaries and some people that come from like korea Singapore, russia and they, sometimes they come in and they're like a bit really nervous and yeah. like, can I do this? And it's like, oh, it is real. And like, this is a real thing. Yeah, it's been really cool to say like, different cultures experience cannabis because like some of these countries that back home, I mean, knew it there, it's life in prison. I mean, Singapore, they kill those person. Yeah, there was like the I couple months ago, they still didn't prove what he was around but they hung in and yeah it's, it's why I'm kind of glad that we have Thailand for all these people the thing like they get stuck over home and do it then it's game over whereas they have a place that they can actually come for lack don't yeah. have to worry about all this stigma in the background so I kind of yeah also also like the quality right like most, most of the time the English guy, guys like they say like back at at home, uh, we have gangs. They don't care. <laughs> no, they don't. They, they don't care. They they sell you some some brick stuff, and it's very unhealthy. You never know what you smoke, you know. But here, now is still some. Sometimes in shops, you you don't know. There's still some bad quality on the market, but it improves us every week. You can really see how like you can be sure now that you smoke good stuff, you know. Yeah. Um and. Yeah, that's all a very cool thing. Like, yeah. yeah. How, how do you ensure quality have done south? Are you guys doing all your own row or...? Uh, no, I visit. Okay. I, I visit the people where I buy from and I just 
look what they do yeah. and ask them questions and then you can find out really quick if they do it correct or not right? yeah there was a with Quero I went to in Bangkok where I was here and the guy was just yeah we do all, all organic stuff and then there was just this bottle of like bright blue liquid that was just labeled telephone and I was like what is that for and he's like it makes the wheeze turn and I was like oh no it doesn't no what are you doing <laughs> so yeah I, I think like uh, some people disagree with me but I think there should be some sort of seed to sale system over here because I've seen shops selling really bad quality stuff or still there is imports around do the likes who say there isn't but I, I've seen enough and at the end of the day a lot of these imports are stuff that they couldn't sell back in America or Canada because it wouldn't make it through the test and then they have people over here that was actually it's and stuff there was like a paper in America two weeks ago about finding lead percentages in like kind of a sample so I'm like that's not healthy at all yeah and that's that's really 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 bad because like we smoke or, or I smoke weed because I want to have like something from nature from mother nature who, who gives me benefit I, I don't want to go to the farmer and <laughs> to the big farmer and and ask them for some some help you know but in the end when I buy some weed what is like it was pesticides it's also from the farmer you know yeah. <laughs> so, then, yeah. then it's really, really not what it should be. But again, we have to see also the market is so new here now. It's, yeah. it's just a little bit over a year now and it's improved already. So I think um, soon we will have only clean weed here. I, I hope so. That was going to be my next question actually. Is like, how, what's your viewpoint of this last year? I understand kind of crazy. Yeah, like as you say, the imports in the beginning, like first of all, and many people in Thailand invested, right? But then the imports came and they were, as you say, like bad quality sold here. And that's why it was cheaper than, than the wheat, what the farmers grew here. And of course, the dispensaries want to make money, right? I mean, yeah. of course, some of them have some morals, some don't, some know about how, how toxic wheat smells, looks, tastes, some don't. Yeah. So, um, I experienced like really the import hurt the market, but because a lot of people did good work, you know, yeah. for example, Thai dispensaries, um, they, they just made aware, the people aware that there is stuff like this happening. Yeah. Uh, so now we have really good quality from Thailand. Do you agree, right? Yeah, that's definitely. And so what I, um, during the moment is really look to have more greenhouse with in my shops because of course sometimes people prefer the indoor growth with different tastes maybe it's a little bit stronger um, but you have energy right we have the sun we can use the sun the the wheat plant can use the sun so why use extra energy to make the weed. Why not grow it outside, right? Because yeah. <laughs> if you can yeah. do it. That's why, uh, that's one of the reasons I'm in Chiang Mai, you know, because yeah. just want to see really what is the best greenhouse quality available and put it in my shop. So, yeah, we don't need to have like waste of energy to grow the weed. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, we have this giant light bulb in the sky and everyone else is playing like 
12k a month on indoor electric kids. That too is just also from our business side better, right? If yeah. we can grow it outside, then yeah. or in the greenhouse, you have to the costs, right? Yeah, I had a friend in Bank talk to me before the electric prices went up. We was planning on a 1,600 light in Gokura on our place. What do you, what, what? And he was like, all oh, I have to do is for I've done like big stuff in America and blowing up my, okay, when you get your electric bill at the end of the month, try and offset your profit to that. Because <laughs> it's not going to work. And yeah, that's, that's the problem a lot of people in Doha have is the price of electric right now is scarce. And yeah, you're in Thailand, you've got tropical weather on. You grow by sales? Um, I've not grown here on my own, but I've helped people yeah. outdoor, indoor. Um, outdoor is tricky here. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Uh, there's actually an insect demand that costs you a certain town. I recommend everyone go to. Can you see how many different pests there are with it compared to everywhere else? It's outdoor growing is very difficult, is jungle environments. But when people do it well, the quality is incredible, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. It's just a battle of the bugs and good humidity. Yeah, I mean, the greenhouse, you can get the bugs in check, right? Yes, you can. Yeah, the houses, I think the houses can get the next big things to create cheaper than. Outdoor quality, that doing it on a bigger scale is very difficult as you how to manage asked and get by levels. Greenhouse space and how many factors tell still with that, yeah. Yeah, and the technology over here is getting a lot better with the like automated systems for all even SD for humidity water anything. So I can like Thailand is a fresh market and they're throwing pretty fast and well. It's just you just gotta see that the consistency. Yeah, you know, conditions here over here were late and the uh, interesting. And what was the point why you decided not to grow by itself? Um, mainly because for me, at the moment, educational really stuff, but also I'm kind of from the UK, which is all indoor hydroponics. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I really want to get into the outdoor scene. Mm-hmm. And if I did it on my own, I know exactly what's going to happen with the first couple of plants. So I'm kind of just learning, seeing how people are living, singing to themselves. Yeah, for me it was like, I wasn't sure if the government will keep it legal, right? Yeah. So in Thailand, you never know, it can change real quick. Very quick. So I was thinking, okay, if I just sell it, yeah, okay, I don't lose everything. Yeah. <laughs> but if I invest now, all, I mean, I'm not rich, you know? Yeah. So, I have some money, but if I invested all in growing, which is expensive, the light and stuff, um, then if they make it legal, uh, illegal again, or maybe only some people can grow, um, some big compa- companies or something, then I'm lost. Right? Yeah. So that was for me a reason why I was a little bit like, hey, let's let's wait a little bit, and now I'm I'm really happy because. I'm not a crawler, right? I, I would learn, learn it while I'm doing it. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's, it's really challenging if you, if you want to do the best things. You know? So now I'm, I'm really happy to find people who do it, learn from them, just for fun. Maybe I will do in the shop like one or two blends, just for some people to see, you know, to, to, to learn it just for a hobby. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I leave it in the, in the Thai hand, <laughs> like in the big, 
big uh, greenhouses. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, one thing I'm going to say is like, how do you feel about the legal situation right now? And there are a lot of people that have a lot of different varying opinions with the new crime and the stick coming along, bearing just to reach the statements is made about recreational abuse. How, how are you feeling about it? You worried down there or? So I think you can't predict the future, right? It's impossible. Yeah. So um, why think about it too much? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can prepare yourself, um, check. Do you have the right papers? What papers are needed? Are, are there, uh, is there a system who controls the papers or something? You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I'm talking about like legal papers, not the papers for rolling. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, <coughs> you, you should maybe get like a, an idea what is the current situation with it. But I think we don't need to be scared because there are so many shops now, it would just be a very bad move for all Thailand to, to stop that. Definitely, I agree. Uh, that's my one of my biggest points. So it's gonna have well, the recorded number of shots of like five cows and these are my things probably more. Yeah, that's five thousand buildings now not in use. Two hundred thousand workers now unemployed. So the whole only released is five thousand prisoners. Is what we need to eat like some back. I I don't see them. That that too. I forgot to do it. Yeah, I don't see them fully rolling back on everything because it would cause way too much trouble that is financially, socially, economically with the whole country. I mean, next year they want Thailand wants to give everyone life like a high version of a stimulus check and then you just start with it, one of the biggest money makers that they would do cannabis. Like, I thought the numbers of like estimating at 2 billion US dollars and then by the end of next year that's a lot of money that then Thailand has just pushed away and it would just cause a problem in my opinion. Yeah, probably they will find like some way to regulate it a little bit what what you are a fan of, right? I, to, yeah, to check I the quality. Yeah, the regulation. Yeah. There's then people I had to me, which sadly I wish I didn't because it promote even like not pushing the weird things at KTR or importing and this way this is not going to benefit anyone both the country and the health agency of course and yeah i think that should be this regulation of these testing or there's a way or stuff's coming from what's being grown in what actually are the cannabinoids the every metals anything in little tap because it's an it's a medicinal plant at the end of the day but I also believe that we should just have the right to the rec recreationally needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just how they're going to go about the regulation to see what's the next step. And at the end of the day, it's Thailand. I think Thailand don't really go in a straight line in anything. <laughs> so, where we ends up, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I have the same mind to like, let's see, you know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, a big company will take everything. That would be a little bit sad, you know, yeah. um, but uh, I think he will always have some small crows. I mean, if they they don't let them grow uh, legally, they will do it illegally. Yeah, so I think yeah. Thai government understands the core. Yeah, I think so too. They understand that 
we take away the needle markets, the black markets are just safety on the regulator. Black market doesn't disappear like as well, you know. So yeah, uh, we, I got my fingers crossed. But I just again, I don't think that far ahead in the future. I can do all this now. I'm happy. Yeah, I think Kristen. Well, um, one other thing I guess is like, so I know a lot of young vices that also smoke beer. Yeah. And what advice would you give them? Balancing of that to clear them through. I think uh, with this new generation, there is this um, aspect they smoke weed all the time, but then she wanted to fake a martial arts professional, kind of can't think of that. So what advice do you have, even in general, for young fighters to also kind of happen to get stoned, but yeah. So, a good example is Sean O'Malley, right? He is world champion in the UFC, and he's the smoker. But on his way up, he he learned to not smoke all the time. In the beginning, he smoked all the time, right? Yeah. But when he saw the benefits, um, and, and he made actual money with fighting, he just stopped before the fight, like six weeks before the fight. But not always, just sometimes. I think for the, only for the actually the world champion belt yeah. the fight, you know? Yeah. Um, so it can work. I think it's it's really not the weed. It's just you can distract yourself with everything. You can go gambling. You can go out with the ladies too much. You know, <laughs> then yeah. you, you you cannot train uh, as hard. So it's not really the weed, but it's it's more like can you discipline yourself to train a lot. Yes. If you can do that, it doesn't matter what you do actually. Mm. Yeah. You just have to train a lot, <laughs> yes. and um, you don't need to train hard all the time. You know, you you just need to train a lot. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And and of course, have fun with it, and that weed helps you. You know, if you sometimes are too, if you train hard every day, I see people really they train hard every day. Maybe they win their fight, but they can't smile yeah. because their life is just too hard, mm. and. That's not the way I, I want to live my life, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I think it's better to, yeah, smoke, not every session, but um, if you feel like wearing down, your body hurts or something, just smoke and go to a jiu-jitsu class, do some easy work, and the next day maybe then smoke after training, you know? Yeah. So just find your way, you, you have to find your way. Everybody's different and you have to see how are the results. Let's say you smoke before training, how are the results? Do you win your next fight? Do, you, do, do your trainers give you feedback that you improve? Yeah, then keep it that way. But if your trainer says, hey, you slack off a little bit, um, then maybe you have to change something. And for me personally, it's like before the fight, I cut it out, you know? Yeah. Because that's just the way to go for me. But um, again, everybody is different and you have to see the results and then adjust your usage of yeah. the ganja. Yeah, I think it's, it's important to have balance and like you said, discipline, because if you all smoke for too much, you know how like the effect of brain, you start getting sluggish, you don't want to try as much. Yeah. And then you decrease your efficiency. Yes. Well, so you need to use a form that you want to take health and martial arts seriously. Yeah, but also if you train too much, your, your, your health also suffers a lot. 
in Eflag. So at that that way it's good to slack off sometimes a little bit, slow yeah. down a little bit, you know. So it, it's um, you you have to get feedback, I think. You have to be honest with your trainer and not like say, oh, no, 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 I never smoke. So but yeah. actually, I don't all the time. You have to be real with the people around you and get feedback. And then you can adjust your usage so you are a successful martial artist even if you smoke the weed. Maybe also because the smart food. And it's definitely the thing. Uh, also, it's like, what's been sort of like, almost, was I like talking about the MMA side. It's, um, what's been nice to make you like memorable moments or fight game anime over here? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it was more like, yeah, the, the mindset from the fighters here is different, right? So, if you're a Muay Thai fighter, you are looked up to from the people. The people look up to you, and that's why, um, because as a fighter, you, you, you're like a Buddha a little bit, you know? You can control yourself, even if you go through the heat. You have to be calm. And if you see the fighters, the Muay Thai fighters, they are most of the time calm. Maybe my, Maybe a few seconds they get angry, but they shut it down really quick. And yeah. A few strikes angry and then relax again. And that's like something I just included in my, my um, way of going, you know, like don't get angry of your opponent or push yourself up like, oh, I will kill him or you will get tired after the first one, you know. Yeah. And that happened to me in the, in the past that I just was too too eager to finish it quickly and then it fired back in the later rounds you know <laughs> like so yeah. and um, yeah that's why i really learned that here but what exactly was your question again sorry um more uh the question was like what's your most memorable experiences that you mma and pilot ah okay like memorable experience i would say like fighting in lumpini stadium yeah. you know like because lumpini stadium is pretty old even if they change location and it's it's just like high level high level stadium yeah. and to be one of the first mma fighters ever to fight um, in, in this old stadium that was something different i can imagine it's a way lantino stadium is legendary and when smart cars you thought that <laughs> it's the yeah. yeah you did it man i was gonna say um do you have any fights coming and by the way, for that one, I didn't stop. No, you didn't stop. I, I stopped the evening. I smoked the evening before, <laughs> and okay. it and it worked out. You know, it's not always like this, but usually I say, okay, six weeks before the fight, I don't smoke, and I just feel more confident when I do it. But man, I won the fight. You know, so yeah, yeah it's it's really up to the situation sometimes. Also, it's not always the same, but. I think we all know it, you know, we all know it. We have a voice inside who tells us, man, we should stop your smoke too much. Do it, do it, smoke less, take a break, go for a week somewhere where you cannot upset anybody, you know, yeah. cannot just spend there some time and get back. And also when I did long breaks, you know, sometimes like I smoke maybe four times a year or something. Yeah. And um, I found out when I don't smoke long, I got too eager to be with successful and blah, but 
forget about my relationship. Okay, yeah. So um, it's it's always because I have to go back to that because before I told you I, I always cut it out before fighting. That is yeah. actually not true when I think about it. Most of the time I do it. But there are exceptions and we all know it. We just have to listen to ourselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we can all, we always think stuff, there's an act on it, that's uh, the difference. You know, we actually doing something about this. Yeah. Also, do you have any fights coming up that you want to come out at all? Uh, um, yeah, you can just follow me, like on Instagram, Elias underscore MMA, and there I post always like, hey, I fight in two weeks or something, yeah. so you can stay updated. But for now, I just plan to fight one more time this year, and um, yeah. Nothing else is set now. Hey, a fight still a fight. I uh, look forward to uh, keeping up to date with it, man. It's really interesting. Uh, in down south is where you're going to be talking at that kid? Um, not, I, I haven't uh, no, booked no, a fight. No, no. Okay. So on the, on the docket. Yeah, it um, could be in Bangkok, could be in Phuket. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I, lo I look forward to it, man. It's uh, always kind of, kind of cool to watch your journey over here. Uh, another thing kind of just want to talk whether it's not meat related, but ice baths. I've actually noticed a lot of my Thai friends getting kind of into it. How would you explain the benefits of ice baths? Um, yeah, there's a little bit, has something in common with smoking weed because like you change your mind, right? You change your perspective on your own mind. Cool. And, um, the dopamine effects are just like a little bit long-lasting, you know, than in other situations. So, for me, the ice bath is really a way to get me out from like a, a bad mood. Okay. Yep. If I if I just have a bad mood, I go in the ice bath, and it's better, you know, afterwards. Um, and also, if you have like inflammation in your body, just take five minutes in the ice bath is better. Um, have really many different different benefits as well also if you like take a longer ice bath for example 10 minutes or 12 minutes it's it makes you stronger mentally you know you, you really stay there you want to go out but we, we keep going and then when you're done with it you you're just proud of yourself yeah. because you did something hard you keep going and that gives you like just good energy man yeah yeah uh, I feel that I've been getting into it more over here. Um, Henry, uh, one of the employees here at the shop, took me to like fit them used in the spa and they have uh, like a hot plunge and enough like ice cold bath. It's been nice to build. So you change it up, you go first in the hot and in the yeah, ice. You can do the change up. Yeah, um, I did that too in the beginning, but now I separate it. Okay. Like sometimes I go to the sauna and Another, another time or another day I go in the ice bath because I feel the effects of like recovery and stuff are better if I separate it because if you go in the ice bath and afterwards you go in the heat again you, you cheat, right? Yeah. You, you heat your body up again so your body don't need to heat up yeah, but, but one of the benefits is that your body or the benefits are generated from that your body need to heat up you, you know and, and that's just to the effect. It's like a training effect. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's why now I separate it, but yeah, we can do both. I, I think especially when you start with it, it's good to have for 
Yeah, I understand. I remember the um, Yes series documentary where one of the people did an ice bath in the Cinevazemic before, and they it's like had a seizure after. And I was like, okay, that's uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, a seizure. Uh, it's a heart attack. Uh. Yeah, but I think it was because he was also doing the Wim Hof breathing method for the first time as well. So his the body was healing with the fold and then the uh, oxygen retention. Yeah, so. If you start shivering, God. Yeah. There's, there's a, and, um, yeah, I, I fear it's not danger. No, I, I, I had like many people going into it and nobody had to hide the chamber. So. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I think I just brought that up because it's like, hacking. Certain people deal with stuff different ways and it's all like that. The tenants filled up the way that yeah. they did it was very extreme. Yeah. 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 No. Now I understand you. Definitely start with two minutes. Okay. Go a little bit, three minutes, and then go up five, six, seven. Yeah. So and that's that's enough. You don't need to stay twelve minutes. No. And actually, it's like the the most change, like mentally, is like after two minutes. If you stay two minutes, you you have the shock moment where your body tells you get the fuck out. You you have it under control. You know. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, the most important, the, the first three minutes I turn. Yeah, totally percent. I think uh, people shouldn't be watching these videos seeing it to the for years in like 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I can do that. It's, we can. It's not. It's the same as weed. Or if you're starting over a year, we don't go, oh, here's a 30% TXC, like two milligram drops. Smoke it all. So then you're going to have some whiting out, coughing, pastel, everything is moderation when you're getting yeasty. Yeah, it's presently. Um, yeah. Um, I guess, uh, I have weed right now, it's the one that's left to weed. Yeah, let's try it. relates to, uh, the next question before I do that, um, thank you, uh, Green Space for the, uh, sugar mill, I believe this one is. Uh, this is the first time in the world promoting any kind of cannabis at jail, the podcast, but yeah, we're about to stop this and See what it's like. Let's see how it tastes. Yeah. Well, the highest. Thank you. Open hand. But um, yeah, why is cooking now? I just build up next question. I basically say, I always like people's opinions on what we they look for. Uh, the terpenes, the jazz favorite, a uh, strain or anything. What do you usually look for for certain ways? Um, the effect, the back flavor, any any aspect or quality. Um, I defer to first is the taste, right? It's the first to feel like, or actually, the first thing is to see it. So, I look to have like uh, compact, but not too compact, but like that i can see structure it's not like a stone then yes yeah and um then i looked at i can see the tokens tricons yeah yes i can see them maybe put some light on make my phone on zoom in and see if they're fresh if they're on maybe it's old times in europe they <laughs> put it <laughs> off you know sell it definitely yeah just like this then smell on it and smoke it. Mm. Can I have a light on this? Or a seed, yes. Yeah, I like it. Usually I smoke a little bit sweeter one, you know, mm -hmm. like from, 
Yeah, but just there's some awesome reading and thanks. Thank you for your spirits. Do you have a favorite strain at all? Anything that we see it and you're like, okay, I'll, I'll buy that. You are pretty not good. I'm I'm really open to to new strains. Check it out, and then the effect. You know, I see how it affects me, mm-hmm. and um, I like actually like an indicas who are not too too calming. You know, some indicas they have like first like some energizing, and then they slow a little bit. That that's my thing. You know. Yeah, they get indicas making this very sedative, and like. I'll just try and smoke to your, like, just relax, and I still got something planned, and then next minute I'm so like, yeah, get up and see if there's too much, then yeah, yeah. It's kind of why, as well, like I promote people terpenes over THC because, um, THC again, it does it, like, definitely do me, um, with just out in the ideas, but what's important really is. The type of potency you're getting. So, like, terpenes are thing that um, the entourage is actually just delivering the high to your body. Okay. So, like, I wouldn't recommend something like, oh, I really want to um, sleep well tonight. I wouldn't, I wouldn't then be like, oh, have this um, really orange citrus smelling chain because in nature, citrus, um, all the like the lemony terpene is for kicking me awake, making me social. Mm-hmm. And like this is what I've been trying to talk about in kind of students. So everything like it's the sativa, this the indica. Also it's I like that way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've had sativas that have made me very, very sleepy. I've had indicas that has made me like they keen to be social. Mm-hmm. Um to me it's because it's how it's delivered to you. I think of terpenes of like this we are called of the THC, like you can have a lambic nini delivered, you can have uh, modes called Thailander truck delivered. It's just mm-hmm. that's how it's expressed. Cool, I'm learning something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I hope, hope everyone is. Yeah, I I like talking about certain people's and genetic like why I see you as like, oh, you're a fighter. So then I think in my head, what what turkeys and things would align to help you with fighting? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's usually why I asked, was like, even if anyone I asked everyone I meet, well, what's your favorite strain? And then we're trying, what, what do they do and why? Why was they smoke that? Why would that be their thing? But it made it just because you like it, James. Maiden's kids subconsciously, like, it'll shy people out there and maybe to smoke a very lemon, citrus thing on an essence social pool. And they subconsciously note that and it's, oh, okay, that's, that's like my favorite weed. Yeah, yeah like, um, for me, it's like always. I I just have some strains there. I smoke them all, and then I I feel I, I try different things. You know, I smoke it and I go training. Then I feel ah that one is maybe not too good for training. Then you know what I mean? Yeah. Like usually, for example, violet Kush is like for recovery. This this gives you like it's less the smile, but then it comes. It gives a little bit of energy, and then it comes to dark. Yeah. But like a blue dream or something that is more like. Propel, you see the sativa hit her. Yeah, that's also another you may know is that like yeah, I've learned something now. I can kind of remember that, and if I'm my main kind of friend, asked you like, well, let's do this bit of the podcast. Let's <laughs> go. So I guess um, one last question I have is, what do you want anyone I guess in Thailand to know about cannabis? I mean, I think a lot of people are kind of uneducated. 
So any aspect of it, what's your opinion, I think? Take the ship now. It's not the truck. It's always you, you know, how you use it. Yeah. Do you listen to yourself or do you want to distract yourself from yourself? So we, we never, nobody can do it perfect, you know, nobody. nobody. Yeah. We, we always suck up, everybody. Yeah. So don't tell me you don't. <laughs> That's a joke, man. We all do. But there are also people who give up and people who keep trying, you know, and you have to keep trying. Yeah, that's the end of the day, that's when it's about just keep trying, get back up, keep pushing, don't stop. Because when you stop, then nothing happens. Yes, sir. Same as with fighting. If you don't get back up again, you lost. That's it. There is no losing in fighting. If you keep going, you lose a fight, you recover, and you train, and you fight again. And if you're really done, you do something else and do the same thing there. Yes, exactly. You try, you can't do it, you lose, you try it again, and then it works. Yeah. It's always a less, it's always learning. Yes, sir. Oh, thank you for that. That's a, it's a good message to kind of end off with. Um, yeah, promote everything you thought. I mean, you've got the Instagram page, you have the MMA Guy Cafe down south. People, anything else you want to see or promote? Yeah, um, just uh, visit me at MMA Guy Shop, MMA Guy in Phuket. And uh, yeah. Very yeah. Come by. <laughs> Uh, if you if you have any questions, you can always send me a message. Um, I will answer you and give you advice for your training journey. And that's it. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, thank you everyone for listening. This has been a really interesting episode, and like I'm really glad we finally got to meet, share a job with each other, and chat chess. I remember there's a lot of uh, a lot of my friends are gonna really appreciate that this episode and this kind of gives me a point. I told cool. two friends that you were coming on, and like really, but like yeah, so. I'm excited to see what people think. Yeah, it was funny because the first time he went like that. Yep. Yeah. And, and the, I'm not a fan about that. And then I was saying, hey, soon I will have a studio. You can come and then we do it in Phuket. And you, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> but now I'm here in Chiang Mai and you, you have your studio. Beat me to it. You gave me to it. Thank you very much. Uh, it was good to be here. I'm happy. And I hope we see each other again most definitely i will next time uh next time i do this maybe i'll be down south in phuket do we uh in australia or wherever and yeah i'm just biking from an old man and uh thank you everyone for listening i hope everyone has a appreciate so the car so the club up